1: welcome to the seventh episode of the juan on juan podcast I'm your host Juan just had a conversation with Mikey balls Mikey is a guy I've looked up to in the fishing community he makes tons of content on YouTube uh super cool guy uh, I never really spoke to him you know over the phone or anything like that uh, we would email back and forth text back and forth you know talking about uh, making videos and and uh, just creating content when it comes to fishing. Uh, so I reached out to him to see if he'd like to be on one of my episodes, and he agreed. And I had a ton of fun with this episode. We talked about uh, how to catch big fish, how we started, and, and just experiences in our lives regarding to fishing and how fishing has uh, affected and changed our lives. Uh, fishing is a is a sport that I love, and it's a sport that can put you through these stages of super super pumped and all at the same time it's almost a humbling experience because it can put you down you know you can be all day on the lake literally hours you know i've been out on the lake sometimes up to twelve hours and i don't catch not one fish why because it's it's a craft it's an art and i've said it before i look up to people who are good at their craft and good at their art and i want to learn from those people i don't want to envy them i want to able to get on the same level they are and envy is a uh, is a powerful thing because some people they don't they don't like seeing others succeed you know i get i like to see my friends succeed i like to again learn from other people because i want to be on their same level or be like them so i think that that people should really change their mentality when it comes to that and i had mikey on and, and we just talked about everything uh super cool guy and uh This is Catching Swamp Donkeys with Mikey Balls. Mike, what is up, bro? Uh, We just had a quick chat here at the beginning. I was already blowing your mind with that with that esoteric knowledge. <laughs> yeah, dude,
2: that, that was cool. You know what I love the most, actually, though, is is your freaking your name, dude. When I when I pulled you up on Skype here, one <laughs> one, one on one, I'm like, is this racist or just really cool? Like, <laughs> that was good stuff, it's, dude. Hey, I'm, I'm like,
1: Hispanic, and it's my name, so I have a privilege to to be I able to good. do that.
2: <laughs> and it's
1: unique. Me, it's unique. It's unique. It is.
2: That's that's like my Mikey Balls thing. I can get like an email on any freaking server, dude, that I want. It's, it's like it's it's free reign, bro. It's free reign.
1: Mikey. So speaking of names, dude, and let's let's break it down because this is actually one of the questions that comes up if you Google Mikey Balls. It says Mikey Balls real name, dude. And again, I, I don't, yeah I don't know your I don't I don't know you on a personal level, like I said earlier. Because, you know, we, we've gone back and forth and you're super cool guy because a lot of people that, you know, they don't they don't write back or whatever it is. But you got these guys who who do their thing and they're good at their craft and they engage with their followers. Because, again, where would you be without your followers? And You got these people who go all snobby and stuff. But, yeah, dude, if you Google Mikey Balls, the thing that comes up, it says Mikey Balls real name. And I hadn't ever Googled that, but I Googled this. I'm like. I'm like, I'm going to ask him because like, you know how some people will come up with like, it's almost like a stripper name, you know, like, yeah, Mikey yeah, yeah. Ball, you know, is it Mikey Balls for real?
2: Well, now you're getting me all hot and bothered, dude. I'm thinking about <laughs> Fort Lauderdale and the pink pony and all that. Dude. Like, and so, so here's the deal with the name, man. It's kind of, you know what, and this is privilege, I'll probably get tagged on, on the internet for it, but, so back in high school, back in the day, dude, freaking, we started this little, like, rap crew, and we, you know, we were just a bunch of, like, degenerate little, like, hood rat kids and stuff, and we started this, this rap crew called Squiggy Balls, and none of us could rap, none of us could do anything, <laughs> but we were all, like, a little bit hood, you know? so um so we all had to come up with our names for 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 like the little the little group you know and mine was mikey balls you know so mikey balls was a part of squeaky balls and so that was all great and all that and like i think it was like a few years later because this was in high school and i went to college and dude i'm i'm i guess i'll admit i'm like kind of old not old but like i'm older you know like internet transition older kind of thing so like you know, this is the, like Napster. You know, everything's coming out AOL Messenger. And so back then, like we had to get, you know, you know your your first email account, your first whatever MySpace, Facebook. And so I was looking for names, and if like I don't want to type my name, like my name's super long and obnoxious and whatever. So like. I just randomly got a Hotmail account that was like Mikey, and don't don't try to email me on this. Anyone who's listening, if you're trying to get me, because it's not (laughs) well, well, it's not there anymore, dude. It's it's Uh, like gone. I'm like locked out like 10 years ago. But I I had a Hotmail account, like Mikeyballs at Hotmail.com. It might even still exist. I have no idea. But I don't check it. You know, if you guys want to hit me up, hit me up on Facebook. you know, Instagram, even on the YouTube channel, like that's the best way to get me. Cause, like, I, like you said, I do try to, you know, check that stuff as much as I can, dude. Cause I, I got a regular job and I work in that. So I'm, I'm not always able to check it, but I try to be pretty diligent about checking it like every week or two. But, um, But yeah, dude, like, I I got that Hotmail account. I'm like, hey, that's pretty cool. And, you know, like, a year later, like, MySpace showed up. And I'm like, oh, Mikey Balls, what's up? You know, and, like, so it was just kind of a, like, a pitfall from there. You know, like, Facebook, um, until they, somebody, somebody flagged me on Facebook, dude. Back in the day, like, I I had a personal account that was, like, Mikey Balls or Fishing or whatever. That was my first and last name. And some joker went and, like, must have flagged me because it wasn't my real name and then i went through this whole thing i had to send facebook my driver's license like even before you had to send them your driver it was a mess dude but in any case though so yeah that, that's what the channel name is because I was in a rap clique when I was in high school and it is a name that I can get anywhere so and it's fun it's pretty easy to say it flows off the tongue and it's got two z's in it so it's kind of fun so yeah that's the story not very exciting but
1: Damn that that yeah. esoteric and no, I I wonder how many people are thinking about that like man this guy's this guy's name really balls but I, dude i thought crazy. about
2: changing my name to be honest because i'm like dude this would be a lot easier to write my name man and it's i don't know it's kind of fun you know well what's your name oh mikey last name balls yeah <laughs> with two z's bro it's like that's like I, that I, mike hunt joke i love that mike hunt joke. Yeah. i thought about changing my name to that too but, but uh, i
1: wear your snapback the the balls one i'll wear that shit I around know, dude. And I'll be like, i've seen the
2: pictures man you caught some big fish with that joker on too man
1: hey you know and again like i was telling you you're one of the main people who really got me into into fishing uh you know to not 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 fishing itself but like really pushing it to the next level you know because i see you and you know the grind is real and this is this is another reason why i wanted to have you on and uh i'm gonna ask you a question that i ask everybody who comes on so that way we can get a little philosophical you know uh uh one of the questions is who is Mikey Ballsley who are you
2: just another dirtbag, dude like <laughs> like in all honesty like I'm just another joker that that loves to go fishing and literally will do anything to do so because it's one of the few times and moments during the what however many hours there are during the week that like I have a grin on my face and like it's just I don't know like that's it's kind of what I live for, and I've been fortunate because I've been able to – it because, like, this whole game, whether it's fishing or life or whatever, it's about being a little bit lucky and then doing the work to create a context. If you want to talk about, like, philosophical thing, like doing the work and creating a situation or a context where that work can can drive potential and then realizing the potential. And, like, dude, I'm nobody, like, on YouTube or on anything, you know what I mean? But, like – I have been fortunate to like, you know, like I got people that watch the videos, which is crazy because mm-hmm. like it's really cool. And and dude, to be honest with you, I like making the videos, and I always have. And if no one watched them, I would literally still make the videos because it it is a selfish process, man. Like I like capturing that moment, capturing that that atmosphere. And you know, like I said, I was part of that whole transition, like that internet kind of like blow up and bloom that happened in the early 2000s and like prior to that like the only way to like keep that memory of a fish was either a picture or a mount or at that time the replicas were starting to get popular and i'm like dude screw all that man like i can capture not only like the the image and like the picture of the fit dude i can capture like the very essence of what happened before during and after and i thought that was cooler than any Like any kind of like memory you could have by looking at a replica, by looking at a picture or anything like that. So like that's kind of like that's like my philosophy behind like all the videos and all that. There's a ton of information there. I actually go back and I review and reflect on some of the videos. I have some of the raw footage in that. I have it all archived by like month, by lake um by year so like i have this this real time or this live journal there's a little internet reference but like you know like a live kind of reference to to all these years that that i've been doing this and all this time that i've invested that and it it, i don't know it's it's really cool man like it it gets me off dude and that's why i keep doing it i think when when it doesn't i'll stop
1: you know before we continue, Mikey, what's your social media and what's your YouTube channel so people can check you out? Uh, there, there's the irony, dude.
2: All you got to <laughs> do is search Mikey Balls. So, like, dude, drop it in <laughs> Google. Skip the part about Mikey Balls' real name.
1: But, Marketing like, 101.
2: Like, yeah, just M-I-K-E-Y-B-A-L-Z-Z. All one word. That's one thing people get like confused about is they think it's like Mikey Ball. No, dude. All one word, Mikey Balls. And you will find me everywhere. I'm on Instagram. Mikey Sack.
1: Dude. You should change it to Mikey <laughs> Sack, and people look, are going to look for you, bro.
2: <laughs> check, check this out. You want to hear something funny? My girl's, like, really creative, like, with stuff. And she she likes being a little bit ironic. She's, like, an old Reddit child and stuff. So she's like, dude, for, for April Fools, you should tell everybody you're changing your name to Mikey Butts. And create a, <laughs> <thing>. like, M- <laughs> I, M-I-K-Y-B-U-T-Z-Z or T-T-Z. Yeah. And create a bunch of, like, troll accounts, like, like on Instagram, on and Reddit and all that. And, uh... I actually control so your followers. Yeah, dude. Like just it's all, we're, we're transitioning guys. Like let's, let's shift, you know, but, um, not, but once again, not to confuse, just search Mikey balls on Google and you will find, you'll find me everywhere. There's a website out there. There's Facebook, there's Instagram, there's YouTube. And um, if you guys like what you see, you know, throw me a follow. Otherwise just bust my balls. That's fun too.
1: So. And the merch too. They want to get a hat or a shirt. I, I yeah. have, I'm wearing a Mikey balls shirt. On my picture with my biggest fish that I've caught today, which was a 9-8 on, out I on Lake know, Toho. I
2: remember that, dude. That, and that You was reposted it. Hey, dude, I love that. Yeah, I forget, thought that was super cool. It and I caught that on camera, too. I know. Well, and, dude, so let's talk about that, actually. Like, what you – I mean, obviously, I know I had some influence with you doing some videos and stuff like that. But there's more to it than that. Like, what got you into the video stuff?
1: Well, so it's funny you you talk about – um. The reason I wanted to have you on is because everybody, everybody has a craft, right? Everybody has an art and I look up, I'm the type of person you have a lot of envious people and I'm sure in the fishing community, a lot of the guys are cool, but then you got a lot of douchebags and what happens is that that's life in itself. And I feel that, and I've said this before, a wolf doesn't concern himself with the opinion of a sheep. So when I find somebody that I, that I, I only take advice from people who are better off than me and, and And this is this is a a way of thinking a lot of people don't do that. If you have somebody who's good at their craft, who's good at the art, why don't you learn from them instead of being envious towards them? So, you know, when I talk to somebody who's better off either business wise, fishing wise, whatever, I'm going to dissect the way you think and, and see if I can if some of you can rub off on me. So so, you know, I can strive to be on your level. You know what I mean? And I don't feel that people nowadays do that. And. I wanted to start doing the videos. Um, cause again, what you ju- what you just said, uh, you know, to elaborate on what you just said about creating and, and it being for you, but the, the ego that we have, you know, we're all, Oh, how many views did I get? How many likes am I going to get? You know, that ego gets in the way. And that's one of the oh, things yeah. I'm going to try and do to not, when I, when I launched this, cause I'm stockpiling material, because obviously you know about content creation, I'm going to talk to you about that later um about making material and obviously posting out sometimes you'll post a video and people are like hey Mikey you're you're in Florida and you're like nah, dude this was like from 2 months ago you know cuz you have a vault of material yeah. to be able to put out and be consistent um so you know I'm enjoying the process of of making this podcast my issue with the videos was man you know fishing it, it has taught me so much and it's changed my way of thinking and that's why I love it because when you're out there, and I know you can relate, it's like you said, you're out there, you got a, a, a grin on your face because it's a sport. And it happens to me over and over again where you can go from being super high, had an awesome day to like, man, today I ain't catch shit. And it's like you feel like shit, but you still enjoyed it in a sense. You know what I mean? Like you, you still went out, you did your thing. And it just so happened to be that that day maybe, you, you, you know, you weren't on them how you were supposed to be, or you weren't throwing the correct thing. And that's another thing that I like about fishing, because if I have something going on in my life, I'll just go out there. And it's, it's like, you're just focused on that next bite. And since you're only thinking about that, you forget about everything else. And then obviously when you land that fish, it's like, and especially a big fish, that adrenaline rush that you get, you know, you get hyped up. Yeah. You know, you like that emotion. And I love that. But at the same time, it's like, I hate it because it's so, such high and such low so what happened with me with the videos was dude i wasn't i'm not consistent enough man and yeah. especially it all depends on the on the body of water that you're on because again the fish change man these patterns you know how Florida it can be dude everything looks juicy everything looks good and when you're in there it's like either they bite or they don't bite you know what i mean so yeah and, and that's why i made a few and then like obviously life got in the way i know uh, you told me you have a full-time job i have a full-time job i have a son you know i have a household a- and sometimes i haven't gone out as much as i should you know i have a boat and everything and i haven't been going out as much as i should because because of life because of things getting in the way but um you know every time i do go out i enjoy even if i catch something or i don't it's like i didn't catch anything today but i but I drove fast in the water with the boat, you know, like, there's, there's, <laughs> I know always, exactly what there's always something about in, it, you know,
2: it being in the mix kind of thing. And yeah. if you're, you're a hundred percent right. It is. I, I've always thought like, we, and I gotta be careful how I frame this because I, I don't want to insult people who have, um, what do you call it? Like, It's not behavioral difficulties, but you know what I mean? Like, some people have depression and all that stuff. Like, I mean, however your perception on that stuff or however you look at that is how you look at it. But really, the only word that that I really think that can describe that fishing process is manic as hell, dude. It is the most manic sport, dude, that, like it's amazing you can come home so crabby but but happy you were there i mean it's mm-hmm. kind of like that lame millennial thing it's like yeah i was i was really glad to be a part of that but at the same time you like hated every freaking hour of it because you didn't oh, yeah. achieve, wanted to achieve or you can come home dude so jacked up so on fire that all you want to do is like just get back out and it's almost like this wonderful kind of foreplay like dude i'm gonna get back out there like this is gonna be so cool and then at at the same time it can either go really good the next time or just horrible dude Dude, it's it's, happening but you're right then too like it's interesting you talk about the simplicity because they're really there and maybe it's that manic thing too because it's such a a two-faced activity like it's so simple, like um, – and that, I think that's why I like flipping mats so much because when I do that, I can put my head down and there's just something to it where I, I can flip better than, say, 85% of the people that are out there because I put my head down and do it, and I almost, like, disconnect even though I'm connected. But at the same time, there's all these complexities that go into it. So even though we're, we're, like, simplified, we're tunnel visioning, like if you don't get those bites, or if you recognize some, some maybe weather change, you know, I, one of the things that always happened to me back in the day is like, it would get super duper cold. So we'd be flipping mats and stuff. And like, you would change your presentation by one, going to something super small, like a BB cricket, or two, like you'd start like suspending the bait under the mats, for instance, or doing like these little tweaks. So you're still doing this singular kind of tunnel vision process, but you're, you're looking at some of the nuances that make that process more viable and make it work better. So it's, it's complex, but it's simple. It's just, it's such a mishmash dude. And you're never, you're never totally right. And you're never totally wrong. That, that's, that's the other thing, dude, that's
1: it's the messed up part about it, man. That's the messed up part about it. Cause, uh, and I, I'm sure, I'm sure you can relate because I'm pretty sure you get people, uh, writing to you constantly, dude, what do I throw? Because I was one of them. Dude, what do I throw? Uh, how do I throw it? How long should I go out fishing for? It's like all these questions. Like, man, listen. Uh, it's, They say it take it takes 10,000 hours to master something. You got to go out on the water, bro. You got to be out on oh, that yeah. body of water, whatever it may be. And you have to learn it day after day. And you're going to have days where you don't catch anything. And and that's okay. That's part of the grind. And like you said, you get into that. Uh, one time I went out to Lake Kissimmee, dude. And man, I, I think it was summer. I, I don't remember. I don't know. <sighs> Man, I must have flipped miles of Kissimmee grass, dude. Miles. Just like the trolling motor. And like you said, I was just a robot. Just boom, boom. I would switch it out every now and again. I'd slow it down. I'd let it fall to the bottom, twitch it a couple times. Dude, and that whole day I didn't catch anything, bro. And it was wow. like, man, you know, it's like, how does Mikey do it? You know, how does this guy just go out there? But that's the thing. We're not seeing the entire process. because <laughs> No, you're not. That's the video. <laughs> So it's like you, you might go out one time and see, and you might—I think you posted videos where you just catch one fish, and it's—it's it's a you know it's a nice decent fish, but I'm pretty sure that's the only fish you caught that day. Yeah. You
2: know. No, there, there's total truth to, and and that is what it is, man. I'm always—I've gotten better at fishing. There's no doubt about it. But like, dude, I'm not like a pro. I'm not somebody like some of these guys, these like magic sticks that go out there and catch them day in and day out. I've always been somebody who's been slower to learn but once i learn something i can usually get a little bit better at it than most people because i'm so stubborn but it always takes me more time and i'll tell you what like right now i I work for myself finally and i've been doing this since about 2013 2012 and prior to that dude like actually yeah it's 2013 um prior to that like I, I, I was fishing Saturday and Sunday dude or I actually had another job back in the day I had to freaking work on on Saturday so I would like Sunday and Monday those were my days to fish like there was no like oh maybe I'll sneak out for four hours on a Wednesday if I get all my work done and dude like creating enough content to like like post like it was and, and I loved every minute of it don't get me wrong but like it always took me longer to get to where I always felt guys were like Oh, they're such gurus, you know, they're going out and like knocking this off. And I'm like struggling, dude. Nah, to, like, dude get yeah, a video, you know, it's, it's a
1: process. So it is the process. To to well, I have a bunch of questions I got here. Um, so what got you into fishing? And I know you've been uh and how'd you get started? Because I know you've been doing this for a while, especially making videos, what six, seven years you've been making video you've been on YouTube? Ah, like, I
2: try again, buddy, dude. This has been since like oh nine, dude. Damn,
1: <laughs> my, my bad. You know, <laughs> no, you're the OG, this, bro.
2: Uh, I've been around a while, dude. Let me here. Let me date myself, dude. This, this will really show it. I was on Google Videos, which was 0809, and that's before Google bought YouTube. I don't even know, what, went, know what that is. <laughs> yeah, it's <'cause> it doesn't <laughs> exist anymore, homie. It's like an old car, you know, like you don't see it. But um, if you know it was their, it was their video server. And then Google bought YouTube. I think it was, um, I want to say 2010 or 09. And I transferred all my content over there and um, just started building on it from there. But, um, but yeah, it's, I've been around for a while doing it. Uh, the, the whole getting into fishing thing—it's sort of a two-dimensional process. So way back in the day, like my, my old man didn't fish or nothing like that, but I lived in Wisconsin, and you know, we—it's very—it's an outdoor culture up there. Everybody deer hunts, everybody goes fishing. So my best friend fished, and we would go out, and he kind of got me hooked on it. We'd catch some bass in the in the clear, you know, water up there, and a lot of those residential-style lakes. And and there was one day. When I actually didn't even catch that many of them. And I've told the story a lot, is we we used to get power bait, like power bait was the deal back then, the old school, just original power bait. And we got some worms. And I went and made these these worm harnesses, which is basically like a pre-rigged worm harness. You know, you tie like 12 pound mono or something to like two circle hooks and then you thread it down the worm. And, dude, I don't know, it must have been the spot we were on and the fish just moved up the stage. Dude, my old man and my best friend, we drifted across this thing in an old, like, 18-foot sea ray, dude. Like, totally not a fishing boat. And we probably caught, like, 35 fish, which was unbelievable to me. Like, yeah, we would never yeah. catch something that. And, dude, I was hooked. But the funny part is I was the one who was actually bringing these up because, you know, with like a pre-rigged worm, especially like a power bait that's super soft, like you catch one or two fish, I just tore up. So, like, they're catching a bunch of fish. I'm throwing them on and then catching one to their three. But it was the coolest experience. And it got got me hooked, dude. And I started fishing. And I sucked. Like, sucked, dude. I didn't know anything. And that actually was part of the reason that led to the videos, too, because this was like the mid to late 90s. And dude, there was no content. Everything you read was traditional, like, uh, you know, hard media, paper, print. Um, there were, you know, some TV shows available. It was all traditional veins of, of content and media, you know, not as we look at it now. And dude, it was all lies. It was all a bunch of crap, dude. Like that, you'd get little if you watch from a critical or an analytical standpoint, there'd be little glimmers of of truth. If you watched like you know Bassmaster and FLW, if you watched very closely, you'd pick up on little things that weren't really highlighted by the show or like emphasized in that. Uh, it, it, and that. but any you know a great example is that that one Bassmaster classic that I forget what his name is. He he won it on a on a pointer, on a Lucky Craft pointer. And he's like, Yeah man, I, I was fishing a striking jerk bait. It's like dude, come yeah. on.
1: They're you know? they're like and, that though
2: they already they've they've, it's gotten less of that just because of the way things work but that really jaded me because literally and I understand that like to learn you need to catch which then means you're taking fish away from or you're you're maybe getting on somebody else's pattern because they spent the time to figure it out but really like back in the day like my puristic vision was dude I want to learn I want to understand how this works and from a an honest resource standpoint there was nothing dude like and nobody would talk to me either because i was some dirty like rat long haired kid who, like (laughs) i'd go try to fish a tournament and i'd catch two fish everybody would have five fish and they'd catch big ones and all that and you try talking to some of these jokers you know like these old men cigarettes dangling out of their mouths and like dude they they would just like blow you off and it's like and and i understand why like don't get me wrong like i'm not trying to like say like that was the wrong behavior because it's
1: hello up, dude yo mike. Yeah, mike yeah yeah you you cut out there for a second you said the, the last i heard was the it what it, it was not saying that it was the wrong behavior but
2: yeah it wasn't the wrong behavior but like i like i said i just wanted to learn and um it, it was just challenging dude and you know i went out there and tried to pick up as much as i could through those resources but was very limited and I I was just jaded. And that was like one of the first seeds that was planted when I started making the videos, because I saw really, and this sounds really stupid now, because it's really obvious. But back in the initial stages of the internet, like people didn't know what it was, or didn't know the potential of it. So it was very dynamic. And now it's all porn, you know, which is cool, too. But like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, we didn't know what we could do. There's this huge open platform of interaction and communication. And all of a sudden, like I can put stuff up, and it can have the same value as Kevin Van Dam. I'm not saying my content does, but I'm saying everybody was at equal status back then. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? And so, like, I kind of got out of fishing a little bit during college because I liked girls and I liked to party and all that kind of stuff. So I (laughs) didn't, I didn't fish for a while, dude. And then um, I went to University of Florida to get my undergrad, and it turned out that they had a small lake. Um, that, the university of Florida actually like owned frontage to, and they would rent you a boat, like a John boat. If you were a college student, they had kayaks and all this stuff. And I had an old trolling motor, dude, that, um, that, you know, 12 volt hand controlled trolling motor. So I had a 49 CC scooter, you know, them little crappy, like mopeds, dude. Yeah. And like, it was like freaking seven miles out of town on a highway and I would go like out of Gainesville towards Ocala, and I'd chain a trolling motor to the back of my my little scooter, and I'd throw a 12 volt battery at my feet. I blew the the scooter up like six times, like needless. Like overworked the motor, and I used to get pulled over. So I'd have like six, ride. I'd have all this stuff, dude. And these the friggin' state troopers would pull me over because they think I robbed somebody's garage, and I'm like <laughs> high killing. It's like, dude, you know I like I can only go 43 miles an hour on this thing, like at full bore, dude. Like I I'll never get away. Why are you pulling me over, man? But um, I had started playing with some of the digital video at that point, and I thought it was so cool that, like, dude, like, these guys make these million, two, three, five million dollar movies, even more than that, in Hollywood, but all of a sudden, I can grab a Sony Handycam with a mini-DV tape, which is another old-school thing you probably don't even know about, but, like, I can grab and digitally, like, put that on a computer, edit it, and put it on the web. And, like, I have content that's, like, equivalent to like a tv show like roland martin like dude in in like 2008 2009 roland's still shooting at like standard death, dude and i'm like shooting like standard theft like videos like I, it was like the coolest thing dude and that lake that, that i rented the boats on turned out to be what you were talking about it was a grind but dude there were monsters in there mm-hmm. and there were days i'd go out there and get one bite and it'd be a two pounder and there are days i go out there and get three bites and one of them would be eight pounds and there were days i would go out there and get six bites and catch 30 pounds but you never knew what you'd get and there was one day i brought that that camera out there and i put it on a tripod in the back of this john boat like one of the first rigs i ever made and um i caught a six and a half pitching maiden cane With just like a little half. And dude, needless to say, like all my equipment, I had no money, dude. This old man gave me a box of baits from a boat that he bought that he'd never used. Like I'm flipping like his baits because I had no money (laughs) to go buy. It was so ghetto, dude. Like it was ghetto like times a thousand. But yeah, so I catch this six and a half pounder and I got the camera running So on these cameras, you have to go back on the old school ones. It's something called FireWire. It's almost like an old school USB 3.0. But instead of just uploading like a clip like you would off a GoPro or a contemporary digital camera, you actually have to play the cameras. It's plugged into the computer and then record it through a capturing software, which a lot of software had. But, dude, it was the best thing ever because you would have to go through and review your day and cut these clips out and make them into ADIs. So I go home, dude, and I plug this camera in and I'm going through my clips of the day and I get to this six and a half. And I'm like, basically, you like you clip it. So you stop, you start record, you play through the clip and then you you hit stop and that'll kit, and then it exports an AVI clip. So I watch the clip as it's exporting and I had thought that I pitched in there. And the fish had bit it, and I cooked it, and it was wonderful, yay, and I got all fired up. And, dude, it turned out I pitched it into this little corner hole that was actually more matted than – and for all you guys who don't know what main cane is, it's kind of like a vertical emergent vegetation. Um, you know, like you, your bait just kind of falls through it very easily usually. Well, I had pitched it to a little mat and pumped it three or four times, and that fish had eaten it when the bait was at the top of the mat. And my mind was blown, dude. Not because I caught the fish, not because of any of that. But I'm like, dude, I totally – like that. they always talk about that witness, like misremembering, you know, when they're identifying like the wrong suspect in a crime. Like I had totally misremembered what had happened right in front of me no more than four hours prior. And I'm like, dude, if I misremembered that, how many things have I not picked up on as I'm going through this process? I'm investing all this time. I love doing this. Like – this process is going to help me get better at what I really enjoy doing. And from that point on, dude, it was balls in the walls with video. If I was fishing, I was running a camera. So that's, that's it. <laughs> that's kind that's of, awesome.
1: That's awesome though. And, and I never really looked at it like that because you're, you're essentially you're, you're learning, but not remembering the moment. It's almost like, you know, that, uh, that rush of adrenaline, because dude, you don't know what's going on, especially when you have that, that a big ass fish on the other end, uh, and and I can relate, man, because that day that I caught the nine eight, uh, again I talked so much shit about Toho, Toho this, Toho that, Toho is a tough lake, but it's made me into such a better fisherman because of those days, the days that I don't catch anything, and that day, dude, my my GoPro was overheating, mm. I didn't even know I was recording. And you know how I caught this fish, dude? I was out on and again, learning all the terminology. This is another thing I learned from you, learning all the terminologies. I've watched your videos over and over again because you have so much content, so many hours. And I've watched some of your videos, dude, three, four, five, six times because I'm like learning and, you know, learning the different uh, vegetation, especially being in Florida. What's hydrilla? What's hyacinth? What's Kissimmee grass? What's, uh, what are reeds? What are this, what are that? Because all that comes into play. And that is where the, the art and the craft comes from, because you have to learn. That's a process just like anything else. It's a process. But in order to learn that you have to put your time in the way I caught this, this nine, eight dude, uh, it's a spot that I've always been to that I've always been to some days. Good, three, four, four pounders, whatever. I know there were some big girls out there because I have a, a friend of mine who's a, who's a charter and, uh, he fishes a lot of shiners and you know that obviously, you know, with a shiner, you're going to catch a fish, but you see the type of fish that are in the area. So, right. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just going at it and I'm, dude, I was on him that day, dude. I was throwing a, a, a mega bass jerk bait and I was catching them one after another one, one after, and we had like six, seven boats around us. It, the the lake was packed. We had some dude fishing shiners in the middle. He wasn't catching shit. And this guy was just watching me reel him in, dude. And what I was doing was open water offshore. Cause that's another thing that I like that I learned about you. You know, that, that offshore bite. Mm-hmm. Um, I was offshore. It was a hydrilla flat. So it was, it was matted in the center submerged it was about five foot, six foot. And I was on the outside, dude. And I was working that jerk bait on the outside of it. You know, and dude, I was catching a bunch of small fish and I'd alternate, I'd throw that. I'd catch a, uh, i would catch I had my boy with me. We'd catch a, you know, five, six fish. Then I'd throw out a speed worm, dude, a lightly weighted speed worm with a bead on it and a stopper, a quarter, uh quarter ounce. I'd yep. throw it out and I'd, I'd fish it slow. You know just picking it up dropping it picking it up and dropping but the crazy part isn't about that dude the crazy part is that this whole time what happened was i get pissed off because the tails on my speed worm kept breaking right so they kept <laughs> snapping off and i'm like dude i was like whatever bro this is a saint go with a little paddle tail so i throw <laughs> it out and in the video bro if you watch the video i go i i look at my worm i tell my boy i go dude It's, it's time. It's time. He goes, what are you talking about? It's time, bro. I swear to God, this is all on video. I'm not even making this up. It's time. He's like, what are you talking about? I was like, I got the juice. So I cast out, dude. And, And when I cast out, I'm working it slow. I'm feeling the hydrilla and I see my line take off. And you know how it is, dude. Sometimes you're, it's a long day. You think you have a bite. You haven't had a bite all day. So you just set the hook just for the hell of it. And that's exactly what I did. I reeled in because I saw my line take off. I was like, nah. So I, I, I reel in and I set the hook, bro. Just like, uh, just like a power set. And I was like, oh my God. I, I looked at my friend, and again, there's six, seven boats around us. There's people watching. You know, there's people looking. You know, you know how it is, dude. People go up on your spot all the time. There's people watching. Um the fish, dude, it never came up. So it was at the boat. And I and that's how I know I have a big fish when they don't jump. So I'm fighting this fish and I'm telling my boy, I'm like, dude, this is a giant. He's like, bro, knock it off, man. I was like, hey, dude, get the net, because this this is a big fish. My line, dude, I was using a a, a heavy rod. And my right. my I could hear my rod going clink, clink, like my rod. <laughs> I was like, oh shit. So dude, I'm like Really it in i'm like fighting this fish and like i get hyped talking about it because it's so, it was such an awesome experience and dude i'm fighting it i'm like dude it's not coming up this is a giant this is a giant and dude when that fish came up bro i lost i lost it dude i lost it i was trying to keep calm because again it's like you said you don't know what you're doing dude you're just like just get it in the boat because i want that picture i want that picture with that fish and it's like Oh dude and I wrestled it and bro dude she took me for a run. And I was telling my boy I was like, Come on, man. And you hear me in the video. I'm like, Joe, 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 please, please. But I'm like almost crying, dude. And when I got it, bro, I was like, Oh, like this is <laughs> this is what we go out there for. Like this, you know, moments like this. And she weighed nine eight and some change. Nine eight one, nine eight five. I couldn't get it out, dude. Crazy. The rest of the day I didn't fish. I took pictures of it. I got a mount made. Uh, you know, obviously I recently really? but I, yeah, I took a picture. Of it. I took I took the measurements and I sent it right. in. Some people out of Bombay. they made me a mountain. It's literally sitting behind me now on my wall. But awesome. you know, it was such an experience because it's like, again, it relates to life. You put in so much work and so many hours for what? And 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 and, it, and it's discouraging for some people. And, and this relates to a lot of people when you start something, when you start a, a project or you or you start a YouTube channel or you start a podcast or you start whatever in life, and it doesn't go anywhere you know, and, and when you see your, the fruit of your labors, you know, actually, actually manifesting and you, and you getting results from it, it's an awesome feeling, dude. And and that relates to all aspects of life. When, when you put in work, you grind it out, you, you know, you do what you got to do. And when you get that experience, dude, it was like, Oh my God, like that, that was such an awesome. And I have that, you know, I have that on video and it's like, in the video, dude, I'm like, this is this is what we come out here for. Like, I was like, so I, and it's like, I do, I get hype. It's you know, I get hype from from my friends catching big fish, dude. I get excited for them because it, again, it's like like you said, it's so up down. And I may not catch a fish all day, but if but if I took a friend to, you know, I take credit for it because I'm like, dude, this is my spot, bro. <laughs> yep, you wouldn't yep. have caught this fish if it weren't for my <laughs> spot, dude. And I get hype when he catches a fish because it's like. Dude, this is what we come out here for, man, to have a good time. And I, dude, I love it, dude. I, I love fishing. And again, I, I've learned so much from your videos because you have so many hours of, of content. And it, what you were saying about the, the big leagues, you know, when there's money involved, dude, it all changes. You know, it's, yeah, it, it, it all changes. And, 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 and you got to, to a certain extent, I understand the mindset because you, you in a sense, you have to be uh, what I call uh, jealous. A little bit with your craft especially at those levels that those guys are doing that for a living dude they got it they got a place number one number two number three whatever it is because they they you know they got bills to pay
2: yeah they're so, competitors man That's so how they when they the take work.
1: it out and they throw it back in the water so you don't see the bait hey it's nothing personal dude This you know it's it's, it's it's all business you know what i mean um yeah. but yeah dude I, I i love it um so you say you've been fishing for for how long mikey how long you've been fishing for
2: God, I don't know. I mean, I guess if you add up now and when I was a kid, probably 13 years, maybe 14 years, something like that.
1: What would you say? So so you talked about the process and how sometimes you don't see, uh, you know, the the, the the grind that it takes for you to catch big fish. I know you've caught a lot of big fish, um, more than I have. Uh how are you so consistent as far as you know actually locating? Because another thing about fishing is you have to learn, uh, you know what is it, the topography of the lake, whatever it's called. You know you have to learn mm-hmm. how to read a, a graph. You have to learn how to, you know, the, the water temperature, what the seasonal patterns, uh, the weather if a cold front's coming through, whatever it is. Uh, one of the guys that I always look up to, uh, Garrett uh, McNamara, I think that's his Rock-a-mora.
2: name. McNamara, yeah giants
1: dude. that guy is a beast man i'm like dude uh you know i wrote dude. to him tell him like dude how, how, how do you on lake kasemi it's like you yeah. i go on that lake it's not it's not a secret but again it's the art he knows where to look he knows what to throw he knows it and that's why i think he's, well, he's pro. a
2: grinder too man yeah he fishes the um the opens he's a super cool dude too man
1: super freaking cool. but but again i mean You know, guys like that, you look up to guys like that. I'm like, dude, this guy's posting big fish every single week. And I, you know, I I gotta, here I am with my little, with my little four pounder, you know, uh, uh, long arming it to try and make it look bigger, to make (laughs) it feel about myself. And this this guy catch eight, nine, 10 pounders back to back to back. I'm like, what? And you know, they're there because it's a lake you go on, dude. So, so what, you know, how, what advice can you give to somebody who who wants to get consistent obviously time but i don't know dude like this is i know it's hard to explain because i get the question all the time too but like what would you say to somebody who who wants to like you know they they want to go out there and they want to grind like you know what kind of mindset does it take because not everybody's cut out for it man
2: sometimes it's not always the grind i mean it it is in a lot of situations but some of it, like, I, I'm not one who who really believes in a lot of luck, but luck is – and luck is – I define luck as this. Luck is context. So it, it's a situational kind of, like, better statistical likelihood. So one thing in Florida, obviously – you know, you always, there's always going to be a, a nine or a 10 caught in the summer, you know, a few of them or whatever. But like the majority of fish in Florida, you know, that pre-spawn spawning period, which for us is, a, is an elongated period. You know, from on October, I mean, you'll see spawning fish in September, October. But for a majority of the state, if you're being general, it's like mid to late November through April, if it's a, like a late wave spawn. And that's, the, the first of all, putting yourself in a situation where the potential is higher. And that's when the potential is higher. So that's something like super simple you can do. And like I, I fish all year round, like I would die and lose my mind and tear my hair out and just lose it if I didn't fish like at least a day a week. So like I'm going to go out there in the summer, even if I don't think the shot of catching a giant is as good. But um, if, if you, if you're picking your days and you have limited opportunity you know put yourself out on the water when the the statistic when statistically it's it's more likely and you can even get more granular with that um for instance you know we just had one of the a full moon now in my opinion a majority of the time a full like fishing on the full moon or like a few days after is absolutely horrible but during the spawn the full moon is awesome because it does one of two things. If you have the right weather conditions, so right now in Florida, it's been like awfully warm. You know what I'm saying? Even though the water temps kind of are lower, it's has yeah. like 85 degrees. So you have a, you have a full moon, you have warming trend water temperatures and it's been stable, you know, like granted there's a huge front about to go through, but like we've had a week or so po- after another big front, a week of like 85 degrees, dude, dude, that's prime time like prime time those fish like there's going to be a a population like a chunk of those fish a wave of those fish that are going to move up to spawn and that's the easiest time to catch them and that whether that's on lake Kissimmee, going you know inside the inside outside grass line and buzzing big easies or on pads or casting a stick bait to put like isolated pads or you know pitching like isolated reeds or something like that or even i know there ain't much vegetation out there but like back in the day it'd be prime like right after the front they'll move into some of those inside mats hydrilla floating mats and they'll use those as staging grounds then to move to spawn and we've had like five days i actually just caught like a like a seven off a of bed sight fishing
1: no, Do, canal did you catch any to, uh where'd you go out today did you catch any? i'd there?
2: had to freaking work dude
1: oh <laughs> damn bro
2: but I went out yesterday that well and here's here's the the grind then. So I went out Tuesday under this this oh, let's let's use some big words, auspice. So I, I figured there's gonna be some spawning fish. There's not gonna be a lot of them, but there's gonna be some spawning fish and I love sight fishing. Sight fishing is like yes. the epitome awesome. of like one on one, like
0: who I is love the it.
2: most stubborn like, you know, jerk. And it's going to be me, even though sometimes I don't win. But you know what I mean? It's just fun, dude. Like staring at them and playing with them and trying weird things. And actually, I got another story about that that I'll elaborate on. But uh, so Tuesday, I go out and I had to work in the morning. And um, I got like three or four, I think I got four hours on the water. And I'm like, all right, dude, I'm going to, and this, this has to do with catching big fish too. So I'm going to frame my trip. I have a limited amount of time. I know a canal system on this one lake, it's usually an early spawning area. I might only see two fish, but the potential is is one or two of those fish is going to be like six pounds and bigger. And that's to me, I divide Florida fish into into like two groups. There's there's one to three, maybe one to four pounds, depending on how good the fishery is right now. Those are males. You know, the, the majority mm-hmm. of them are males. They're fun to catch. They're a blast, especially that two to four pound range. Awesome. And then there's you know your fives, and they're kind of like like the, the mid range, like you catch five, five, you got 25 pounds. That's awesome. They'll still be kind of grouped up, kind of like the smaller fish. But when you get six pounds and up, those are your, I know a six pounder isn't a trophy class fish, but I guess from a behavioral standpoint, I look at those fish behaving like a trophy class fish.
1: Oh yeah. If you're catching oh, yeah.
2: sixes, you got a shot at catching an eight. If you're catching sixes, there might be a nine near there. You know, like that's kind of the way I break things down. Big so,
1: fish attract big fish.
2: Exactly, dude. So so I'm like, you know, I might only see two fish, but I have this limited amount of time. This canal system isn't super big, but it's not super small. I can cover it and I'm only gonna stop if I see a fish that's five pounds or bigger, maybe even six pounds or bigger, you know? So dude, I go out there and like literally within like an hour, I see a six and a half pounder and freaking cannot catch it. And and at that point, it's like, you know what, I spent an hour and a half on the fish, could not catch it. And i'm like you know what i need to get up give up and move on because i still have two hours left you know i can execute on something else so i go and i find a little four pounder on a bed and i need some confidence you know so maybe this plays into it too i'm like i'm gonna catch this fish i spent 30 minutes on it i catch this fish you know obviously put them both you know put it back real quick whatever but i'm like cool you know i'm back in play so i'm like you know what i have a limited amount of time left i'm gonna go try to catch this six and a half that i saw again that's yeah like well i didn't catch the six and a half i'm gonna go give it another try and see if because here's the thing with spawning fish site fishing you know you leave them be and they can reset or if it's later in the day they might lock hard like lock on on the bed even harder where this fish was kind of cruising around a bit and when they're like that you have to draw them onto the bed get them locked down get them pissed off and then catch them so like i'm thinking hey maybe she locked down so one step of that process i don't have to do and i can actually catch her so I go back and I, I sit down on this fish and I'm already like an hour and a half deep in her, dude. And this old man comes down and starts chatting with me. And he, he figured he's, he's like, yeah, whatever. He's on his dock because we're in these canals. Well, dude, finally this fish gets aggravated and I'm a little bit lackadaisical because I've caught one fish in the entire time. And of course, you know, she bites, dude. And I made a stupid decision too. There's some pads around and she's behind some pads and I'm using 15 pounds fluorocarbon. And that's because I believe in fluorocarbon when it comes to bed fish, if you can get away with it. But I I wasn't analyzing my surroundings. And needless to say, I lose the fish. I finally get her to bite, dude. Like, and it took forever. And I literally, she's on, she Uh, straight lines me, wraps me in the pads and off. And I'm like, all right, dude, you know what, like, that's it. Like, I lost today. And it's one of those things, you know, and going back to really quick, like, I've I'm not always one to like, take a lesson from the day, but I've tried to be more proactive about, about saying what happened today? What can I take away and not getting like hyper granular, hyper insightful about it, but just like, Hey dude, I had a crap day. What's two things I can take away from it. You know, what's two changes or two perspectives that I can remember. So like at this point, I'm like, dude, I got a rod with 30 pound braid and a topwater on like I could have literally put a quarter ounce weight and a little mega daddy on there and pitch that in there and I would have landed that fish because the braid would have cut right through there. I don't need 50 pound braid, I don't need 65, I just need braid so it would have cut through the pads when that fish bolted out. So I'm like, I made a mistake, it's not gonna happen again. Well, dude, I turn around and go to troll out of this canal, there's a freaking seven to eight pounder, literally nose down on a bed. And I'm like, oh, the gods are good, son. Like, are you kidding? And, dude, I'm, I snuck up on her. Like, she didn't even – I pitched my bait in there the first time. I missed the bed because it's a weird angle. And I'm like, darn it, that's a splash. Dude, I do it five more times and splash. I'm like, Mike, tighten up, bro. Dude, finally I get it in the bed and, you know, shake it for a minute and pull it off. This fish chases the bait off the bed. I'm like, dude, this is – we got It's going to happen. It's going to happen. Yeah, it was only downhill from there, dude like it it just literally like all possibility melted away i don't know if i needed to give that fish 10 minutes because it hadn't been there when i trolled in like it's always a game of inches dude anything so did she need 10 more minutes to really lock on that bed and then i could harass her did i did i splash too much and just blew it anyway like there's all these things but in any case though so i i come off and it's like i don't got a video dude like that was a crap day So, I go back out there Thursday because I had to go to Fort Lauderdale to work on on Wednesday. And I'm like, you know what? All I want to do is I want to find one fish. I want to go through my process. I got a a rod with braid rigged up. I got a 20-pound fluorocarbon rod and a 15-pound fluorocarbon rod. I got three rods on deck, which is so unlike me. It's unbelievable. I always have 100 rods. Dude, I go through it. I go mark two four-pounders. I can't catch them. I go and see if that six and a half is still there. Not there. Like, dude. Like this is going to hell in a handbag really fast, you know. Another another bad day. Another bad day. So I let the the area where I saw the seven um, just alone for till like one o'clock, two o'clock in the afternoon, and then I go. I'm like, I'm gonna sneak in there, see if she moved up, because there's there's definitely the possibility. And like, I'm just gonna, you know, whatever happens, happens. So I roll in there and make a few casts of the bed, and she's she's not there. So I kind of creep up and look, and like, she's not there. Well, dude, I like. I had marked another bed earlier with nothing on it about 15, 20 feet ahead of me. Well, these two kids in a triton, and like, I don't want to hate on anybody too hard, but I'm going to hate a little bit here. Dude, They con- they I had passed them in the canal as I was idling back towards this fish and seen them, and they, like, down a canal, like, 100 yards, and then I idled another, like, 200 yards down a main canal, took a right to go down this canal. Well, dude, all of a sudden, these kids are like, idling and it's also in the wake idling super fast like down the canal i'm down all of a sudden I'm like all right that's cool dude they go past me i say what's up they kill the motor dude 15 feet in front of me drop the trolley and turn towards the side of the bank that i'm like trolling down I hate that, <laughs> like dude. are you kidding like like dude so like i'm i don't start like dude if i like go on video like things that i start i don't like put that stuff up every once in a while i'll put it up but like I'm like, hey, boys, which, which way do you want me to go? You know, and they're like, oh, we, it doesn't matter. I'm like, yeah, you want me to go that way? Because you want me to blow the fish that's sitting on a bed that I marked freaking three hours ago. All right, yeah. boys. So I got a little, a little agitated, a little heated, probably shouldn't have. So I go around these kids, and, you know, of course, you're going to watch. And I turn around and look, and I see, dude, like a seven sitting on a bed, dude. And, like, clear as day. Yellow bed, seven sitting there. I'm like, are you kidding me, dude? I'm 20 feet away from the one fish I need for this video. And these kids go to, and, and this is the biggest key with these sight fishing things. Like, and it's once again, like the big fish versus not catching them. Well, these kids for him, they don't have power poles. So that, that makes it difficult, but because they idled and knew that fish was there and they were trying to cut me off, they ended up screwing themselves, dude, because what they did is they, they ended up trolling onto the fish. Their, their main motor spooked the fish right off the bat. I see them in the corner of my eye as I'm going and looking for more beds, catch the mail. But they're literally on top of this fish, no more than eight, 10 feet away. And I'm like, dude, they're never going to catch this fish. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to take a breath. I'm going to go down this canal, see if I can find some other, you know, fish to, to look at. And um, when I come back, as long as these kids aren't real jerks and they don't, like, turn the trolling motor on and blow up the bed, I'm going to have a shot at that fish. Because I know, like, I know they're not going to catch them. So I go down. And about 20, 30 minutes later, I'm like, I'll troll out if they're on it. I'm going to be polite and just move on by. And today is, well, dude, they're gone. And, and I'm like, really? So I I get sneaky. Indeed, if you're ever fishing beds in a pressured canal system on some of these clearer lakes, dude, turn your trolling motor on 20 or less when you're like 30, 40 yards away and inch up there. If you got a push pole, do that. Because I guarantee you, you are 75% more likely to catch that fish than if you go up there even on 40 or 50, even on, like, low. So, going I ease up there, and I stay a, a long cast away, and I see that fish on the bed. I'm like, they didn't blow up the bed. I might be able to catch her. Make two casts, and this fish is getting interested. And I'm like, hold up, Mike. What did we learn the other day? Like, there's some pads around. Like, they, there's some, some cover. I need to get out this rod with braid. Otherwise, when she does bite it for the one opportunity that I get, I'm going to blow it again. You were so still throwing floral? I was still throwing the floral, dude, because I'm a strong believer you can get them yeah. the bite here with the floral. Well, dude, I spent an hour and 15 minutes on that fish, and she gradually got more angry. Finally, she like picked up the bait and ran. And I didn't know she was on there because she wasn't. You know how sometimes when you start fishing, they'll they'll you like you'll feel them tap it. This one wasn't tapping it at all. She would just pick up the bait and move it, dude. And I knew they had already caught the male, so I knew it wasn't the male doing it, which is also kind of interesting. That's how it was game. Well, dude, hour and fifteen in. Finally, I see that bait eats off under a dock, and um, I lean back, dude, and she was there. So Man, she got seven pounder. In, seven pounder. She got wrapped in the pads. I used the braid, towed her right out, got off the dip net, freaking scooped her, and I'm like, you know what? This is not only gonna be a cool ass video, but like I know the story behind this and the emotional roller coaster I've been through for the, like the past two days. And not only that, just these kids pulling this, and in the end, like karma coming like back on them and it backfiring on them so it was just i kind of i trolled away with some grins i'm like dude no matter what else happens today like that was a win i i made good decisions and um it was just it felt really good dude but but it's stuff like that you know like you go from a day where you had a shot and you're you just kind of clear the cash and um, you, you take another shot at it that's that's what it's about with big fish dude like you can't
0: yeah
2: <laughs> i'm not a positive person dude but I'm also not negative. Like, uh, you know, you always got to have a little bit of hope and a little well, bit to, of hope. elaborate
1: on that, Mikey. Um, yeah. I, I'm i a firm believer in the law of attraction. And, you know, our, our minds have more power than we know. And 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 and, my, and I believe mindset, especially when it comes to fishing, plays a big role because there has been days where I'm like, man, Lake Toho again. I don't want to drive <laughs> down to Lake Kissimmee. Today's going to be a shitty day. Yeah, uh, and it is a shitty day. And then you have those days where that day that I went out and I caught that nine eight, I was, I was all, but positive that day. From the day before when I was texting my friend that we were gonna go, I'm like, yeah, dude, tomorrow's the day, bro. And I can show you the text. <laughs> Tomorrow is the day. Tomorrow we're gonna catch a biggins, dude. Mikey Ball status. I put my Mikey <laughs> Ball's shirt on. I said, bro, today I'm catching a biggin' and throughout i kept that positive outlook throughout the whole day and, and 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 when we start when we got on the water and i was catching fish I, I was looking at my friend i was like dude this is the most fish we've caught out on Toho in one sitting because it was you know and it's like i i've gone onto the lake dude i've gone on the lake, so i put out so many hours on that lake and people always ask me oh what's the good spots i i don't like to be a douche but i don't like to give all my spots you know why because uh you know I, i'll and i and i don't you know i just tell people. Um, look for hydrilla. Oh, okay. Thanks, dude. You know, like, like, but yeah. I know these prime spots because why, because I grinded out, dude, I was out there. Were you out there with me? No, you weren't. Dude. You, you and, and and you want me to come and just tell you like, what? No, nah, dude, you go around, you experiment. I've driven up and down that lake. So if you look at my graph, it's like, damn, what the hell up and down that lake so many times looking at different things, different brush piles, this, that, diff- a hole here, a hole there. And it's like, I've tried it all. And, and and there's a, there's a factor of luck, you know, I, I believe in that And, and, and yeah, because like you said, you know, you're at the right time, right place, but it's all about the execution. You know, you might've switched up your presentation just a little bit to catch that fish that wasn't biting. And when you switched it up because of that experience, because of that, of that, that, the, you know, the, the mastering that craft, you knew what to do. You, you were able to land that fish because of these subtle changes that you were able to make to the bait, whatever it is. Uh, you know, you, you, you hooked it on floral. It came off. So the next time, you know, it's like things like that you learn it, and it's a puzzle. Um, <clears throat> but mindset, mindset plays a big, big role when it comes to things like this. And it's easy to get discouraged just like anything else in life. But man, well, I
2: think that, that relates to kind of like we we're talking about, or I was talking about potential and like that mindset, like, It's nurturing potential
1: like that's all
2: a part of like, yeah, the the execution and the baits and stuff. But like, dude, like your head puts you in that situation, you know, and nurturing the potential and the possibility and also putting yourself in that context. You knew where to go. You knew where to look. You know, maybe not all five spots were good. But one mm-hmm. or two of them might be. And you nurtured that potential throughout all those five spots with the belief and with the, the you know, the execution and the activity level that every single one of those spots could have held that nine eight. Yeah. You know? And I think that's so important because we do get, I mean, anybody, dude, gets lackadaisical. They get complacent. Complacency is a big problem when you're fishing, dude. Big problem. You know, like you're, it's one o'clock in the afternoon. You only got three bites, dude. And it's, ah, I got my six rods rigged up. I don't want to tie another knot, you know? Dude, you're I'm not, like not that, bro. Nurt- so am I, dude. And we're not I'm nurturing like the potential, you know? We're not, because then we go into the ramp and somebody says, dude, I waxed them on a chatterbait, waxed them. And then you look back at your rod, you know, your rods on your deck. And it's like, not only don't I even have a chatterbait tied on, but I don't, like, have a swim jig or maybe even a spinnerbait. Like I wasn't even freaking
1: warm, dude. I was You cold, weren't diversifying. Cold. You weren't throwing exactly. Rush, like, you know, you have to find them that day. Not every day is the same. And dude, I, man, I do that all, all the time too, bro. And it's like, man, I don't want to take that rod out of my out of my rod locker because yeah. I don't want to take the sock off and I don't. want nobody to got time for that, dude.
2: It's oh, like, dude, man. fishing's one big meme, dude. One big meme,
1: man. <laughs> the, the funny part about that nine eight was, dude, that that spot. It hadn't been producing, dude. It hadn't been producing for me for 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 months, for months, dude. And I told my friend, I was like, let's just go out here, man. You know, let's just go out here and 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 whatever. We'll move if, if it's not. But I want to hit that spot, you know, before we go. And that day, bro, it was just one after another after, and it was small guys, you know, little bulls, yeah. just like small like one. And then, dude, that nine eight, bro. But it's I that. It's a on the mega bass, dude. <laughs> like that, would, I love those mega bass, death, oh.
2: dude. But get a fish <laughs> like over five pounds on those hooks, it's a scary <laughs> ordeal. I've, dude. I've
1: switched out my hooks. I've switched the, the 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 finesse hooks that come on it. No, forget about it. You're bending them out instantly, even on a on a two pounder, dude. Oh my goodness. I uh, I love bed fishing for peacock. Um, oh, that's a this, blast, dude. The peacock bass are awesome. And it's like you said, I've lost, dude, I've lost so many peas because I was using the, the that light gauge wire mm-hmm. hooks that come on the mega bass. And dude, my friend's funny because uh, I'll go out with my friend or whatever and he'll be throwing, the you know, the KVD. He's like, nah, dude, KVD's where it sounds like, nah, bro. I'm not. I'm on that high class shit. I'm on the, <laughs> the mega bass. Bro, he's lost. And you know that like $25 a piece. Bro, he's lost yeah. like five of them to pick oh to pick roll. is like nah bro i'm not buying those anymore because i always do them to pick i was like bro hey hey it's part of the process bro like <laughs> to, to learn, bro. but it sucks punches man. the face dude <laughs> it sucks bro or like when or when you're flipping mats and a pick roll just there he goes the that tongue, one and a half pounds bro. later It's like yep. damn dude but oh yeah uh, i know i know you've put out a lot of a lot of hours out on the water um what uh this is just something i wanted to ask you what's the weirdest thing you've seen dude like out on the water because i know we've got especially in florida you go out you're alone you're looking over your shoulder sometimes you hear something in the woods like what and you seen anything weird out while you've been out alone um (sighs) trying
2: to think I mean, I've always had weird stuff happen to me. Like, I fell in the water that one time.
1: Like Dude, that was, I was actually watching that before we got on the call, dude, when you went viral. <laughs> <laughs> that,
2: yeah, that, well, no, I didn't go viral. Everybody else went viral because they all took the video and posted it. And I'm like, dude, where where's my half pennies at, man? Yeah. Like, come on, bro. Brother, I, I mean, I've seen some funky stuff. I had a gator stalk me once on the bottom, which was creepy, man. I was – back in the day when the lake was good, Um, you could – there were a lot of fish in uh, – do you know Okeechobee at all, or you're mainly a, a Kissimmee chain guy, right?
1: I've been out to Okeechobee one time, and there's some big-ass gators out there.
2: So th- there's these little pockets that are off the rim ditch. They're not on the main lake, but they used to be kind of like enclosed. Now with the hurricanes and the mismanagement of the water levels, now it's all all the grasslands are broke down. But I was in flipping mats in one of those those little pockets, and um, the water used to be super clear, like that tannic, good, gold clear and dude, I'm in like two foot of water, flipping mats, and i c I'm down a line and they're all they're all like rats, but like I, I caught like a two, two and a half, two, two and a half, you know, catch a three pounder, two and a half. And it's like a stretch of about like a hundred yards or something, all Pennywort mats that stick out. And dude, so I'm on one and it, it's a pumping bite. So like you pitch it in and you you pump it or you suspend the bait. So I'm not moving it very much. And this is back when I had my old little my little tractor. And, dude, so, like, I saw this dark shadow on the bottom, and I'm like, oh, because, I mean, even on Kissimmee, it's the same. There's, like, little muck spots and, like, little, like, washed-off spots and all that. Well, dude, there's a freaking, like, a -a six-and-a-half-foot gator, which I didn't, it didn't compute until the very end. There's a -a six-and-a-half-foot gator laying on the bottom. This was um, a little closer to summer, so it was pretty warm, so those jerkers will just literally lay on the bottom. But it, it was moving. You know how you have that sensation when something's, Moving, but like it's not moving, so you're like you get really disoriented. Well, I didn't think it was moving, but it was freaking moving, dude. So this gator had been had been trolling along with me with the boat, and I, I was catching the two pounders, and then I boat flip them. So you know you're like ten foot off the mat edge. <laughs> you hook the yeah. fish, it dives down, you're like, and then you boat flip them. Dude, this joker was like literally stalking me, and the gators leave you alone for the most part, except for the little ones, you know. And, um, like, dude, like, I, I didn't figure it out. And then finally I'm like, whoa, when I had a fish on and the joker popped up and his head hit the bottom, like, underside of my boat. And it goes boom. And I oh, go, damn. yeah, dude, I put that joker, that troll motor on 10 and did a 180 out as fast as I was spooked, dude. Because especially when them gator, when they get semi-aggressive or interested, they're, they're more dangerous than anything. Yeah, you know, chasing. that or when they're nesting, dude. Like, so. Yeah. That was a weird deal. The other weird one, too, and it's kind of like the ironic failure of my entire life, but, like, my PB is 12-7, and I caught it off a brush pile, and I snagged the joker in the back. But a caveat to that is, like, (laughs) I saw the fish on the graph. Literally, dude, like, so we were fishing this brush pile, throwing, like, worms and jigs inside the brush pile, and we idled over it, and, dude, on my structure scan, like, on my down scan, I'm like, dude, there's, like, five. Giants. Like uh, the brush pile's in like twenty-five feet of water. They're up about eight foot. So they're like two foot, three foot over the top of the brush pile. I'm like, those are giants. So I get a hollow body with three-quarter ounce head. And I'm like, I'm gonna roll that joker right over the top of it. And I'm gonna do one of two things. I'm gonna catch a giant or I'm gonna hang it on the freaking brush pile. So I'm like rolling it. I tink the top of the brush pile and I lift and I feel something like grab it, dude. And it wasn't that it grabbed it. I must it, it might have turned on it, but yeah, dude, I I hook a twelve seven in the back wow and, like, and that's my pb but like talk about a crappy story you know like some guy like your pb it's like awesome you know like i was catching him on a jerk bait i like mixed it up and called my shot my pb is that i snagged a 12-7
1: fake news fake. Fake yeah news. <laughs> yeah <laughs>
2: <laughs> like dude, it's like it's the lamest freaking story ever but just stuff like that little nuance stuff i was in a tornado once on okeechobee and i had to power pole down in a reed head and my boat what? got freaking Lifted, yeah, dude. It was the best fishing ever. I go out to Doug Echoby way back when, and freaking, um, they, they like the weather, the front was going through, it was going to go from like 85 degrees to like 55 in a matter of four hours. Well, dude, the fish knew for what the dilly was, yeah. and it yeah, was. Sh- they know. I caught like a nine, a seven, a couple sixes, all out of one head that was about like 40 feet wide, like a circle reed head. And I'm like, this is awesome. And then the wind freaking just went a wall, dude. And I'm like, this is dangerous. And I'm in my little tin boat, like freaking <laughs> like ten miles from Cluiston, and like my my top speed is like 38 miles an hour, you know? So I'm like, yeah, I should probably uh, get down. So like I literally, dude, like put my boat on pad and drove into the middle of the reed dropped the power pole, and just like laid down in my boat. And That's it, a
1: dangerous it, lake, dude. People have died it, on that it, lake
2: it's freaking nuts and especially summer fishing like you're either 10 minutes like early or 10 minutes late i've been like eight nine miles off the of shore and you see a storm coming and you know how they are they're real segmented mm-hmm. and you're like oh, i'm catching fish i got another minute and then all of a sudden dude it like it kicks up and it good. creeps
1: up on you real quick it's happening you
2: me. can't see anything like mm-hmm. much less the freaking eight miles to shore like it's there's all kinds of weird stuff but then you you know you gain experiences and and you learn and it's i don't know one of the funny things that actually just happened is um we've caught some big fish since i've been in florida and we kind of like figured out hey they're eating brim you know there's a lot of shad in some of these deeper water lakes that i fish and sometimes they'll be on shad sometimes they'll be on brim well we you know we're like yeah they're on brim like we kind of figured it out <laughs> and lo and behold dude we're fishing a shell bar dude and this something flops like about 30 40 yards away i'm like dude that's a bass choking on a brim. So we go over and it's a three and a half pounder that ate a brim, probably like a size and a half of my hand, like a nine inch, well, like an eight inch brim. And it's stuck like crossways in its mouth. So when, Was this
1: a video you posted one time?
2: Uh, well, that it did happen one time there too, but this is a video yeah. that I haven't posted yet. I just shot it. And uh, so we kind of like saved the fish and let them go. But just weird stuff like that happens, man. Caught a few gators on accident that I thought were uh, giants on floating <laughs> down in the glades, you know. <laughs> stupid shit dude you know like yeah put yourself out there enough like shit happens dude so,
1: so like, no bigfoot dude no dude. bigfoot
2: no bigfoot i've heard stories about the pythons but i never see them out there just just weird like i don't know it's i'm sure i'm forgetting something but there's just been i've hooked myself in the butt with a rattle trap that was a trip <laughs> on your lake actually on lake toe
1: have you seen that video up. Of of the two kids uh, fishing, I think it was a tournament, and the dude just smacks him twice and the second time he hooks him with the uh with the jig. Have you seen that video? No, oh, that's terrible. Dude, I gotta I gotta send it to you, bro. It's like that this is kid it, is bro. just like fishing, he smacks him the first time, he's like, Oh dude, watch out, man. And then the second time <laughs> he hooks, them, bro.
2: <laughs> I, you know what? Don't send it. I don't wanna see that. Oh okay. But, um, Did you see the video when I freaking broke my graph?
1: no no dude, so
2: i was on smith lake and I, so i got like that with a jig, jig. Put, dude with a half ounce freaking finesse jig <laughs> i put it right through the front of the touch screen the graph still works but the touch screen is shot like literally dude like like i've never thrown away three thousand dollars in a fast wow. like moment you know it was like pook! and i'm like no that didn't happen no 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 i go back there and dude this looks like a bullet hole in the screen i'm like are you kidding me man i'm like so my
1: first time, um, my first time doing a tournament, and my first and last time.
2: Uh, <laughs> this doesn't sound good or anything. I I
1: came I came in 14th out of 115 people, something like that. I was a uh, co angler, right? Okay. Um, had this guy, and I hope he listens to this. He's a douchebag. <laughs> uh, had this guy. He uh, you know, had an old uh. I forgot what it was. It was like this holder, but it was pretty nice. But this is why I tell you when there's money involved, things change real quick. So I knew I knew it was gonna be a bad time. As soon as we did the you know the launch, this mm-hmm. man was balls to the wall, dude. I was holding on for dear guy. This man was doing like 70 something on Lake Tahoe, bro. Just trying to get. I was like, oh shit. I was like, I'm gonna die. I was like, this is the last time I do this. So. <laughs> We're grinding it out all day, bro. All day. This guy catches, uh, we were very shallow, very shallow on Lake Toho. I forgot what time of year this was. I don't even care. Um, uh, we were really shallow. He was using a prop bait. He caught like a little two, two and a half pounder, three pounder. And we went, we moved around. I'm, I'm telling him, I'm like, Hey dude, um, this is, he was from Gainesville. Uh, uh, and I was like, Hey dude, this is my home lake, bro. Like, you know, I might know a thing or two. I'm not saying that I'm the best, but he's like, nah, dude, uh, we're going to go here. He wasn't listening to me. I was like, all right, whatever, dude. So it's 12 o'clock. We go back to the first spot that we did in the morning and we're flipping, 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 flipping. Uh, I like to go. I like to resort when it's a tough buy. I like to resort to the lightly weighted Sanko and fishing is mm-hmm. slow. So yeah. we, we go back to the first spots that we're fishing and he There there's a perfect circle. It was like some hyacinth and some and some mats and He flips it, right? He throws it in there He and it was like he did like an X kind of thing He did the front the side and then the center, right? I'm watching him do it But this man what he's doing and he like if he would see me uh, He would position the boat to where he could get to the spot And then if I would try and flip into it, he'd be like, hey, dude, if you catch a fish, Uh, from the center line of the boat, you know, it's a disqualification. I was like, yeah. And who's going to fucking tell him that it's a disqualification. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, come on, dude. So, uh, anyways, he, he trolls past it after he was done, after he had nosed it in, I was like, you know what, dude, I hadn't caught anything by the way. This is my first time. Um, I was like, eh, I was to the point, dude, I was so fed up that day that I was just like, whatever. So I pitch in there, but before he had pitched in there, he had like missed the fish. He's like, Oh dude, something hit it. And I was like, okay. He's like, there's just something in there, dude. He kept, like, trying to find it. It's like, whatever. I flip into the center, dude, the hole. A lightly weighted gambler, or uh, uh, uh speed worm yeah. down the center. I see my line jump, dude. My, my line goes, I was like, nah. Bro, I set the hook, a five and a half pounder. <laughs> I pull it out, dude. <laughs> this man was, fear, dude, was furious. Shut oh, up. How did? How is it that the co-angler catches more fish than this guy was mad, like, are you bro?
2: Kidding me, dude? And I you're stuck like, in his boat. Did you bring a gun,
1: dude? No, I didn't bring a gun. I was <laughs> stuck in his boat. That's the thing. That's why I didn't say anything. So from that point that I caught that fish, this guy was nasty, bro. He would put. What he would do is, I have the, I have the Shimano, the one that that does the sound. The dee- yeah. So yeah. he would, he would, he would wait for me to cast. So. Dee- like we kept uh, fishing in the same uh, area. I'd cast, he'd hear it, and he he'd stomp on his uh, on his uh, trolling motor all the way on ten, like to speed through. So, dude, he sabotaged because I had caught a five and a half and like and like a like a, a one and a half pound, like a two pounder, and it was really tight for the first place. I could have got first place, you know. I could have cut it. I yeah. still could have checked, but I could have got you know numero uno, you know what I mean. But this guy sabotaged me, dude, because I missed. I was flipping, dude. And I was flipping and I missed a bunch of fish. But I, I had missed it because he was taking all the fun out of it, man. I was like, man, I'm just out here to have a good time. You know, it's my first tournament. You're making it shitty, dude. You know what I mean? Like, so I, like I was just flipping and whatever, I'd feel a bite and I lost some nice fish. I lost some nice fish that I know if I would have caught them would have put me up there. And I had a three fish limit. So I knew that the fish that I missed, you know, I, I ended up with two fish. The fish that I missed would have put me up there. And I was like, yeah, dude, these fish are in, are in these, on these, these piles, you know, we're flipping. He's like, you know what, dude, next time, just pay a 50 extra bucks and just bring your own boat out here, dude. Since you know, since you know what you're doing, I'm like,
0: are, are you kidding
1: bro? Me? I swear, dude. And, and then I had my buddy who was also fishing it. He was a co-angler and the guy that he had, uh, was helping him out. But my guy, when I was like, dude, um, let's, let's see if we can, he's like, dude, this isn't a team effort. And I'm like, I have my other friend who the guy that he has, he's helping him out. You know, they're going on a brush pile. They're, you know, they're both catching their limit. They're helping each other out. They're t- and this guy, bro, sore loser. So, like, ever since that, bro, people ask me, like, oh, dude, you're going to fish this tournament? I'm like, nah, dude, I'm going to stay away from tournaments because when there's money involved, people get nasty, dude. People get nasty. And I just don't want to be in a situation. What Like, what if I would have, like, said something to the guy? You know, like, dude, you know what? Like, Let's fight. Let's fight. He He'll throw my ass in, in, in the water and peace out. You know what I mean? Like I'm on his it would boat. Would have
2: been a viral YouTube video though. Dude. Yeah,
1: but ever since that dude, <laughs> forget tournaments. I don't, uh, I don't mess with them. But yeah, that's that's my tur- That's my tournament. That's my first tournament and last tournament experience. And uh, there's just some sore losers out there. And 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 it was funny because the next day when he saw the list and and when he saw that I that I uh, that I cast a check he called me dude he called me and i are you kidding me i denied the call bro i didn't even pick it up. i deleted his number and everything
2: <laughs> dude that that's like creepy like that that's not that's like beyond like hey you know he was angry maybe you know, giving him the benefit of the doubt you know maybe he just got angry and flustered that's dude, creepy dude.
1: at the end of the day he was also like oh yeah dude and by the way you know you got to give me money for for gas <laughs> oil consumption dude i gave this guy 50 bucks bro my, and my, one of my friends who had fish tournaments, he's like, dude, you don't have to give him that much, give him 10, $15, $20 yeah. max. And I'm like, yeah. dude, I looked at him cause he, he, he saw me as soon as I was getting off the boat, he saw my face, like, yo, what's up? And I was like, dude, let me just go weigh this in, turn these, you know, release these fish back into the lake, whatever, put them in the, in that boat. And I just want to get out of here. He's like, oh, yo, what's up? I was like, yeah, I'll tell you in a bit. And then I told him the whole story. He's like, yeah, bro, that's what happens when the brown guy starts catching bigger fish then you know what i mean like you know it's like they, that's, they ha- the,
2: that's what it was
1: <clears throat> i don't know dude maybe i mean you know i i uh i talked to mark daniels uh every now and again right and i had told him that story and he's like dude you know it'd it be like that sometimes but but you know he just got to right. yeah i mean dude there's so many bad things in this world like racism is still alive bro
2: yeah and i get you know and the thing is too with fishing you do get a lot of like old school guys and stuff like that
1: yeah yeah, this guy was from somewhere in the middle of nowhere up towards Gainesville. i don't know the name of the place uh he was a firefighter um and yeah it was an old ranger it was an old ranger it was a you know it was a nice ranger i think it was a 21 Uh. and uh I was like, you know what, dude, never again. And dude, hit me up the next day, and I was like, man, that's just creepy. I just denied the call, but, but yeah, dude, it's it's crazy, man. And and uh, fishing, fishing is another thing. That people, don't, you know, people who don't have the passion for it, um, they, you know, they're not gonna really understand. It's like one of those things that you can't really describe. Uh, oh
2: yeah, because it's like an emotional event. Inve- like there's so much invested into it. But if you if you're not in the mix, you don't get it. I mean, there's no doubt that's kind of why I stopped too, man. Like I, I, I'll fish a derby here and there, but it's, it's kind of like, it's twofold. One, I, I'm not a big fan of the derby stuff, but like, it's fun to do it every once in a while, you know, like
1: yeah. whatever,
2: go have some fun. But then it's also kind of cool video content because every once in a while, it's nice to kind of mix up the content and all of a sudden like the pressure is on catch five biggest, you can, you know, yeah. But, like, I used to fish the BFLs, man, in, in my tin boat, and then I would borrow boats every once in a while just so I could be more competitive. And I can't tell you how many times in the tin boat, like, I would get scoffed at. I mean, this is – I had no freaking dignity anyways because, dude, when I used to bring cameras to, like, a, like Okeechobee in, like, 2010, 2011, people would just laugh at me, dude. And it seems so stupid now. They're like – you know, because now you look back and you're like, why would they laugh? Like, it's everybody yeah. – you know? But, like, back then, dude, it's like – it was like this flag of weirdness or whatever and dude they would laugh at me and point at me and stuff and i'm you know in this crappy tracker and then before that i had a little tiller 35 horse but like dude i would fish derbies and they like i can't tell you how many times like guys would cut me off in a bfl because i was in like a tin boat or you know i'm some like little like hood kid like with long hair or whatever i mean it's it you was had that like, mullet bro you had that mullet Yeah, dude. Like, it's, (laughs) but you know what? And here's what happened, though. And this is kind of, I think, what really, like, nothing's puristic. Don't get me wrong, dude. Nobody's perfect. Nobody's pure. Like, and if Mm -hmm. they tell you that, run the other way as fast as you freaking can, dude. Fast, you know? So, like, you know, I figured out that, like, you know, to win, especially the BFL stuff, because it's really a dog versus dog thing. Like, to win that stuff, you got to, like, you (laughs) get. I don't know if it's you got to play to win. It's not that you play dirty, but like you got to be the guy cutting off the other guy. Like you got to play much, dirty, bro.
1: You yeah. Have to. There's but money it's not, involved, dude. You, you have, have to. Because
2: you're not breaking the rules, but you got to play to win, you know? And playing to win means not being uh, ethical is not the right word, but you can't play nice, dude. Because not, be you know wrong. what? Like, yeah, not everybody's going to play nice. And the, the irony is, dude, one of my best finishes where I had a shot at winning one of those BFLs. I played to win, and I, I cut into people – like, I cut in on a, on a mat line because I thought it was mat line, and I knew this other guy was going to cut me off, and, and I ended up getting second and freaking caught like a solid bag and had a shot at winning. and had the fish on the win and, like – I and, I, dude, like you're talking about, I boxed out my co-angler. You know, I was fishing isolated mats, and I set <laughs> the boat up where I – no, dude, I did. And I felt really good about, like, placing and doing all that, but at the same time, I'm like, wow, dude
1: you know like you're a it, scumbag it, dude
2: yeah dude like this process like what did i get out of this process i just made three grand and like got second place which i was fired up about don't get me wrong but like and then you like step back and you look at the process and it's like you know what did it take to get here and like do i want to do that all the time <laughs>
1: it was
2: like yeah. no you know like
1: you can't dude it, it'll no. it'll suck the energy right out of it, uh, yeah, like, it but again I, Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk probably didn't get to where they are because they played nice. You know, I'm pretty sure they, they screwed some people over. But, hey, it, it's I don't like that. I don't I don't like that. I think you should uh, keep all doors open. And again, uh, karma, you know, whatever you do is always going to come back. I'm a firm believer in that. If, if, if you know, if you put out good energy, you're going to get good energy back. But as soon as you start getting nasty, uh, things can turn real quick. Um.
2: Right, dude. To, you alive, like you said
1: to, yeah no it, it will uh to to sum things up and to close out uh I think we've been going for an hour and 20 minutes dude um <laughs> nice
2: you got content now
1: dude, yeah right? <laughs> uh do you have anything you know what's next mikey like do you have anything in the works uh you know anything exciting going on obviously you're fishing you're working anything crazy going on that you know you want you want to talk about that you have coming up i don't know you know anything interesting
2: I mean, you know, this is kind of where I actually look to, like, the viewers and the people who actually, like, watch my videos and stuff. Like, I'm always open to suggestion. You know, like, I'm not big into the challenge videos. And Move
1: stuff back like to Florida. How about that?
2: No. You know, dude, I'll be honest with you. I will end up back in Florida at some point. But but that comes back to the whole – remember we were talking about, like, starting, like, afresh? Like, like, I don't know anything? Like, that's where I'm at in Alabama. Like, I know a few things, dude. But I've struggled, and then I'll catch them one or two days. And then I'll struggle for a month and I hate it, but I love it, dude. Like it's such a fresh look and I'm not going to do too much hating on Florida fisheries, but like what's happened to some of the Florida fisheries. I'm glad I'm not here right now because they're, they're not in a good place, dude. I'm hoping two or three years down the road, like we have this conversation and it's like, wow, dude, Florida is firing off. It's awesome. But I don't know if you looked at some of the weights from like the bass open and that on the Kissimmee chain like that's yeah. not the way those lakes should fit yeah those, those
1: guys were lake. those guys were were grinding it out dude and you got yeah, some good did. sticks out there and yeah. uh yeah i looked into it and i was like mm, you know that's
2: disappointing and that's a reflection of and Okeechobee's is the same dude and i'm hoping they'll come back but but in any case though i mean you know if, if you guys like the process and you know i don't always catch fish but i like to learn i'm trying to do it on gunnersville i am going to try to travel some more um do some destination fishing and, and just make videos man because in the end the videos I, I'll i be the first to admit I do make some ad revenues off of them and it definitely opens some doors networking that so uh, you know I can say it's like a puristic kind of thing but I do in the end a brass tacks I make the videos because I love making videos and if you guys like that kind of content you know come check it out throw some suggestions my way and um uh, that's
1: about it, dude. The the first mistake you can make is looking at, at looking at it like a business. You know, as long as you have fun with it and you and, and you truly enjoy it, dude, the rest will come. You know, everything will fall in line. Hey, who doesn't like making money doing something that they love? You know, and if you're, you're making money doing it, bro, and you found your, your niche and you're putting out good content, you deserve it. You know what I mean? Because you're dedicating. Again, you're, de- you're still dedicating time. You still have to edit the videos. You, you still have to put uh, content together. So it, it's not you know, easy and not just any regular person is just going to go out there and record and make videos just because of it. it, it you know, it, it is a job and it, it's hard, especially like me with, you know, coming up with content, finding people to talk to. Some people say no, uh, whatever it is. Um, it, you know, and if you're getting kickback back from that dude, more power to you, man. And like, you know, I wish you the best. And, uh, you know, I was kind of bummed when you moved out to Alabama, because the thing about Florida is like the fishing is, 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 is only here like that you know what i mean like everywhere else like, what, I, what i say is like you can use all the cool baits up in the you know those northern <laughs> that's lakes true. that's why I moved Lord, through, dude. <laughs> worms and that's it so i'm like damn mikey he left bro. Now his videos are gonna be like fucking whatever you know but dude i've always watched your stuff uh you know and we go back and forth sometimes we talk every now and again i really i i love dude i had so much fun today because i got to talk to somebody who i've like looked up to and like you're you're such a cool guy and and like I like an conversations like this because
2: <laughs> <making me>
1: <laughs> because I like conversations like it because they flow, you know what I mean? Like we we went back and forth and it's so, so you know it's organic as possible and it's like you know you you talk to some people where uh you know it's kind of like uh, uh, you know what I mean? It's like and when you meet somebody who you can click with, it, you know it, it, it's nice. So
2: dialogue and you grow, man. Like there's no doubt about it.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, hey, we gotta go out fishing, dude. You don't got to but i
2: gotta record it dude there ain't no reason to go, go
1: fishing you gotta put me <laughs> on to some big fish dude let me know <laughs> when you're i'll go wherever you're at not alabama but i'll go wherever you're at dude and, I, and i'll meet up with you and i think that would be sick as hell so no, that sounds
2: like a dude. that'd be fun to shoot a little video and kind of continue the conversation i'd be down for that dude yeah, and definitely. and actually and don't get like you're, you're kind of depressing me dude it's like it's not like i'm gone from florida you can never take <laughs> florida out. like i'm down here like a month at least in January, and then I come down here in the summer for a month. So I'll, I'll always be back and forth down here, dude. Freaking, my heart is always here to an extent. So you'll always see content from Florida. It's too fun. It's too unique, like you said, and and it's too much of a part of me just to let go like that. So.
1: Yeah, we'll we'll work something out, dude. We'll be in touch. I got your number, so. But yeah, we'll we'll go ahead and end it on that note. And again, Mikey, thank you so much uh, for taking the time, and and I, I had a lot of fun today, man.
2: Dude, me too. Thanks for having me on, and I wish you luck with the podcast, dude. Like your your positivity and your drive to kind of understand and grow things, dude. You're gonna be successful with it, man. That's what it takes. So good luck with it. All right.
1: Thank you, Mikey. Have a good night, man. Get you, too, dude. Later, bro. Well, there you have it, people. I hope you enjoyed this episode, cause I know I did. And I think everybody should go out and fish at least once. It's it's a thing. Again, can put you up, can put you down, but even when I don't catch fish out oh, after a long day, it's like, you know, what did you get out of today? You had a good time. You disconnected. I got to drive the boat fast on the lake. You know, things like that just it relates to life. You know, what can you get out of everything, even if it's the most simplest thing, the smallest thing. But hope you enjoyed it. Follow us on social media at the Juan on Juan podcast uh shoot me an email if you want to be on if you have anything interesting to talk about or that you want me to cover or find somebody to talk about uh through email the Juan on Juan podcast at gmail.com check out mikey's work on his youtube channel and his social media uh, i think you can pick up a lot of good techniques if you're into fishing from his stuff and again until next time guys thank you